Welcome to the podcast today. We are super excited to introduce you guys to some friends of ours. This is Zeke and Shanda Arter with Little Biscuit Adoption Fund. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Well, we're going to be talking today about Ahava, which is love in action, and their lives exemplify love in action. Yes. So before we get started and having you guys tell us a little bit about your story of adoption and then what Little Biscuit is and how people can plug in with that and serve and give, I've got a very, very important question to ask. Okay. It's gotten cold. We, we talked mm-hmm. about that earlier, that it is, it was like, what, in the 50s today, 40s? 49, I think, this 49 morning. 49 this morning. This so morning. it's gotten cold. Okay. The important question might divide us, but that's okay. <laughs> Pumpkin spice or apple cinnamon? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an apple spice girl. Yeah, yes. Yes. yeah me too. Yeah. I, I have to agree. Okay. Well, no division well, here today. Go. Well, good. Right. good. What about you, Shandley? Apple si- really? cinnamon. Yeah. You know what? I love both. I, um, yeah. I enjoy both. And I, I think if you're talking about something to eat um, and something to smell, I might pick something different for each one of those. But but yeah, I like them both. So. I mean, if you're going to offer anything, I'll take mm-hmm. either one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. For sure. I won't be stingy. <laughs> Well, good. We're going to get to know a little bit about you guys and your story of adoption and how Little Biscuit was founded. So tell us a little bit about how you got Caleb and a little bit about that story. I'll start. Yeah. So the adoption journey for us actually started a couple of years before we started our own adoption journey when we were going through a Bible study with our church. The Stewart Heights Baptist Church was doing a study uh, in small group called it all goes back in the box Mm, i don't know if you remember that or not yes and we were um we were hosting our own small group at the restaurant that we were running at the time and sorry i'm nervous (laughs) i got nervous all of a sudden and a big breath (laughs) (laughs) and then um yeah um there's a part of that Bible study that talks about the dash between your date of mm-hmm. birth and your date of, of death and what that dash represents. And for us um, at the time, we had three daughters. We had a successful business. We were comfortable, if you will, <laughs> with our life and busy, busy mm-hmm. very busy, mm-hmm. but comfortable to the, to the point where we were talking about investing and what our investments would look like um, financially. And we were looking at maybe some property to invest in. And then um, I had witnessed and got to be a part of other families in our church who were going through an adoption journey themselves. And it kind of dawned on me that their investments were eternal investments Mm -hmm. through adopting children that needed homes and families. And so it sort of started to, I don't know, tug at my heart a little bit. And I was just like, oh, that's really cool. I love that. I love their ministry. I love their um, their ideas of just wanting to, to bring in children into their homes. And I was just in all of that. And I think God started just tugging at my heartstring then. Um, we had a family. We had, like I said, three daughters. We weren't looking to add to our family. We were done. We were done. <laughs> we had made arrangements to be done. And uh, we we didn't need to really uh, invest or in look, look into 
adding to our family at that time. And we, and we were comfortable with that. And again, I go back to that word being comfortable just because, you know, even though we were busy, um, I think God was saying there's more, there's more, there's more, there's more. And the investment that you really need to look at is something more eternal. Mm-hmm. And so that came on to me a couple of years before he and I actually talked about it. And I prayed about it because I thought, oh, this is, how do I bring this up? You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, we got a lot going on right now. And yeah. we, we had never talked about adopting when we were dating or early in our, I mean, we, we had children right away. We never even really ever discussed it. So when um, God started calling me to pray about it, I was really praying for him (laughs) 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 to be open to that discussion and that idea of opening our home. And it, I was, it was a fear for me to talk about because I, I don't know if I was afraid of getting the no or the yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) What if he says yes, what does that look like or, or no? And it, it just kind of becomes a sadness in my heart, but God is so good. And he knew exactly what he was doing because he opened that door. And I guess I'll let you take it from here where, where that conversation came in. Yes. I remember, um, it all goes back in the box very differently than her. But, <laughs> uh, Isn't that typical between men and women? It's true. Yes. Yes. Uh, Cause like she said, we had just opened up the restaurant and, um, you know, just pouring ourselves into that. Uh, and, and that ultimately became a ministry as well. And I, I enjoyed it, loved it, and uh, at times missed that part. Um, but um, it hit me at a different time than Shanda. Um, and I would say probably a lot of that has to do with her prayer. Um, uh, just kind of softening my heart or my expectation uh, for what that looked like. Um, I had always wanted a son. Um my uh, my dad and I have an amazing bond, an amazing relationship ever since I can remember. I mean, it's uh, um, part of my life was growing up with him and, and uh, uh, just him showing me, teaching me so much. And he was my bud. He was my, uh, my person that I could, uh, you know, always depend on. And he was always there for me. Uh, and I just desired that. I craved that growing up to have a son of my own that I could uh, replicate that. And, uh, you know, uh, we had three girls. And, um, uh, you know, I, I wrestled with that for about five seconds mm-hmm. after we found out that Brooklyn uh, was our, our final daughter. Um, I wrestled with that for about five seconds. And it was kind of a, oh, and then it was like, okay. Um, God had given me such a peace about, uh, being a girl dad and there's, it, it's a beautiful thing. I love my girls and, and they are phenomenal. Um, I'm so blessed to have three daughters so amazing as, as we do. Um, mm-hmm. and I had given up that, that part of, of wanting a son. Uh, and it's funny because people would always joke with me, like, are you going to try for a boy? <laughs> and, uh, uh, I would always point to Brooklyn. And I said, "That's my try for a boy right there." <laughs> and uh, um, uh, you know, deep down inside, it, it it hurt a little bit because you know I had that desire, um, and um, 
didn't think that it would it would come to uh, fruition here. And so, uh, in the spring of 2016, mm-hmm. um, Shanda was in the kitchen uh, with the refrigerator door open, and I'm sitting down on the couch and. It was it was Masters time during the year. I think I was watching the Masters on TV, and um, I was just sitting down. And, and Shanda called in from the kitchen. And she just said, uh, "You know, you need a little buddy to play golf with." And I it it just all of a sudden hit me, like like I had seen like several of our f- uh, church family members adopt uh, in, in 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 different ways, international, domestic, fostering, and mm-hmm. then fostering to adopt. And, and we knew adoption. Like my mother uh, was adopted by uh, her stepdad. Um, I have a cousin who is adopted and have known about adoption my entire life. And uh, becoming a believer, you know that adoption is uh, God's idea and you know that it is the gospel lived out. You know all these things, but then it hits you <laughs> between the eyes. And her comment to me, it for whatever reason, um, but God, right? <laughs> it just stuck with me. And I was silent for probably what felt like 30 seconds or so. And I just looked at her and I said, yeah, you know what? I do. <laughs> and she slammed the refrigerator door and she looked at me just as big eyed as possible. And she said, what? Because this was the door I was praying for. This was the opportunity to talk to him about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I said, yeah, I, I think I do need a little buddy to play golf <laughs> with. And that was in April of 16. And um, we just surface talked it for a couple months. Um, we... Um, didn't really put a whole lot of depth into our conversations. We just, you know, oh, that'd be that'd be pretty neat and that'd mm-hmm. be cool. And uh, yeah, I mean, and, and there were days that, you know, that I would come home from the restaurant and I just didn't have a thing left to give. And I would just talk to her and I would say, honey, I don't know that we can do this. Like physically, mm-hmm. like I am spent. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything left. How, if we had a child, another child in here, how would I be able to do that? And then there were days I would come home and I would just be like gung ho, like, let's do this. Let's rock and roll. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was that battle kind of between the, uh, uh, those moments of, yeah, I think we could do this and there's no way. Um, and so we wrestled with that and then we started looking at cost and it was like oh my gosh this is insane mm-hmm. like i'm seeing some of these figures and it's a deterrent it's mm-hmm. it causes you to go there's no way because mm-hmm. i'm looking at my bank account and i don't have enough zeros in there <laughs> i mean i'm on the other side <laughs> the front side i got plenty of zeros but on the back and um and that was a a, a real cause that was a, a conversation yeah. that we would have to have and but, you know, again, we've, we've seen um, some of our church family members do this, and we actually were able to uh, participate through the restaurant in helping uh, facilitate this uh, for um, at least one, maybe two of the mm-hmm. adoptions uh, in our church here. So we knew that if we decided to do it, we would have to fundraise. We would, And, and, and for me personally speaking, as, mm-hmm. as a man, it's difficult for me to ask for help. And it's difficult for me to ask for money. 
mm-hmm. from anybody because yeah. I got this. Mm-hmm. I can do this mm-hmm. on my own. Mm-hmm. I don't need anybody's help. <laughs> and and from a selfish point of view, that was a um, that was my own mm-hmm. uh, little hurdle that I had to uh, overcome uh, during this process as well. So it was a um, it was a time that God used to reshape my thought process mm-hmm. in um, who he is, um, what he does for us, how big he really is, mm-hmm. uh, and the love that he has for his children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was the start for me. Mm-hmm. So how long from that moment of realization mm-hmm. when she was in the refrigerator <laughs> <laughs> to when you started taking the next steps? And actively pursuing that. We went to um, an informational meeting at Bethany Christian mm-hmm. uh, Services, Services mm-hmm. downtown. They have they had them at the time, I think, quarterly. And we had scheduled to go to one. And we for some reason, we couldn't make it to that one. And then we decided to try to make it to the next one. And we walked away from that meeting, I think, with more questions <laughs> than we... Really? And, and yeah, we were really concerned because there's just so much mm-hmm. to adopting. There's so many different avenues, so many different agencies, different, you know, and it just was overwhelming for us. So we just continue to be like, oh, I don't know if this is for us or not. <laughs> right. This is overwhelming. So we had taken a trip. The two of us um, went down to Jacksonville, Florida, and on our way back from that trip, mm-hmm. I think we were having that conversation again of you know, what does this look like for us? And, and I don't know if we can do this or not. And I, so I texted a friend of mine of ours and I just said, and we hadn't told anyone. I don't, I don't think we had really mentioned it to anyone at this time. I think we mentioned time. it to one person Maybe. that recommended us to talk with this person, yeah. but uh, nobody else. Right. Yeah. And so I sent her a message and I just said, can you guys pray for us? We are prayerfully considering adopting. And we'd like to talk to you and your husband about what your journey looked like. How did you guys go about it? Because it was just so overwhelming with all the different information. And her response back was just amazing because it took me a second after I read the first sentence. Mm -hmm. It said, first of all, your answer is yes. Prayerfully (laughs) considering means yes. She's like... Yes, you're already there. And it was just so, like, I'm still, I get overwhelmed with emotion thinking about that text. And I read it to him, or I tried to, <laughs> as he's driving, and he's crying, and I'm crying. And we're like, okay, we're gonna, we're doing this. This is, you know, this is God's confirming that this is what we need to do. And um, do it together, and do it with our church and our community. Um, and that's where we started our process of, okay, what? how do we start? You know, and I think... From then on, I was up at night on <laughs> Googling and researching and learning as much as I could about different agencies and different avenues. And we have a connection in Jacksonville, Florida with some uh, friends of ours that go to a church there. And I emailed them and I, I emailed the church and they sent some information back. And the next thing we know, that November of that same year, we were talking to an agency in Jacksonville, Florida, and they decided they went, we had decided to meet with them in December. Mm-hmm. And we told her, you know, this is where we're at. This is, this is our situation. And, you know, there's so much paperwork to fill out. And we started our home study about that time. We got our home study completed. And 
she said, you know, we, we were a family uh, that already had children. We were a little bit older. We did our book and we were thinking, I was thinking this is going to be a while. We're, we're in this for a few <laughs> years because you hear stories of, yeah. of couples who, who start the adoption process and it's several years mm-hmm. before, you know, they they find out anything and so I'm thinking okay we're in this for a long haul and he's like nah it'll be any day <laughs> he's like I just got a feeling eternal optimist so, yeah. <laughs> so that was in December when we when we met with the, the agency of 2016 and then in April of 2017 just four months later we get a call <laughs> And so that's how long it took. Yeah. It, it just, just happened any it, day. It, it just yeah. happened, yeah. Oh. It was one year from the refrigerator mm-hmm. aha moment. <laughs> yeah, so interesting little side story, uh, not to get too far off track, but um, uh, the, the day after we had kind of surrendered in the car on our way to pick up our kids from, from her parents' house, um, uh, the next day... Um, I'm in the restaurant and it's in the middle of the summer. It's like at the end of June. And um, normally downtown Chattanooga uh, in our restaurant and at 11 o'clock in the morning, it's usually just booming like bam, 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 you know, tons of people in and out. And on this particular day, 11 o'clock rolls around and two people left the restaurant and the, the entire restaurant was empty. Like there was not a single person there. And I looked at my team with my with my rag in my hand and I'm just, my hands are up. And I said, what just happened? Like the wind has been sucked out of our sails. And everybody's looking at me like, I don't know. And right then the doors open and 30 people walked in all at the same time. Only six of them were adults. All the rest were kids. <laughs> And the kids running in and they're screaming and hollering and running around the tables. And uh, I'm like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. And one of the guys had walked in with this little baby carrier with this little baby boy in it. And he walks over to the big round table at the front and he sets it down. And I walked over to him and I said, hey, are you guys here for a birthday? And he put his arm around a little girl that was standing, a seven or eight year old little girl. And he said, no, we just came from the courthouse. We just, we just adopted our daughter. (laughs) This is the day right after we surrendered this. Right. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. You know, my wife and I were just talking about adoption yesterday. I walked over to the little baby and again, you know, visions of having a son and and I'm looking at this little boy in the carrier and I said this this, he's he's beautiful he's adorable um he said yeah that's we're we're fostering him right now we're we're hoping that we can adopt him soon I said oh what's his name he said his name is Zeke (laughs) (laughs) all I could do was just turn around I didn't say a word I just turned around I walked back into the kitchen and I just fell to my knees Thanks for joining us today to hear the first half of the story with Zeke and Shanda and the Little Biscuit Fund. See you next time as we continue the conversation with the Arders. For more information or to connect with them, you can find them over at littlebiscuitfund.com. Have a great day.